What? What is even happening? What just happened? <laughs> what happens now? <clears throat> is this the lead of the Artcast? Where a couple of visual storytellers get together, take a walk around a topic? No. <laughs> what is, are we doing a mashup? Are we? Yeah. Is, is there like a? Um, I don't know. Do we do we do record scratches? Scratches of switch between modes? <laughs> Can you do a crossover with yourself? I, yeah, this is weird. So <laughs> lean and tart Rob and extra lean Rob and extra lean Jersey and lean and tart Jersey. Whoa. And the difference is, is facial hair. <laughs> that's, that is a primary, that's a good distinction. Yeah. yeah or an eye patch, right? Extra, <clears throat> extra lean Jersey would have an eye patch and then lean mm. and tart Jersey would have no eye patch. Um, would you, would you wear an eye patch if you were missing an eye or would you get a glass eye? Oh man, I would try for a robot eye. Um, you know, try to go cyborg. Honestly, that's true. They're getting there, aren't they? Those mm-hmm. people, the science guys. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough call. I mean, it's um, you know, you care a lot about that, and if that what that life change happened, um, I, I I can't say for sure, but I think I would try for cyborg, and then then eye patch maybe follow up cyborg guy would you would you ask for like make it look as normal as possible or would you be okay with metal thing with red light in the middle (laughs) 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 Mm, the the red light i mean if it's worth it feature wise i don't know if it's just (laughs) if it's just like a you know it's a built-in laser pointer so when you're doing powerpoint presentations the flashy upgrade so i can frustrate people at the movies i'm like no that's not worth it Yeah, we're really describing things that only a 10-year-old would want. A ten, an obnoxious 10-year-old boy would want these things. <laughs> I think I'd want them until I think about actually like being in real life. <sighs> yeah. Darn everything. Social, yeah, so, social circumstance, personal psychology, physics. It's all just up here keeping us down. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Google no. Google Glass didn't work, right? Because <clears throat> of that stuff. Because like the moment it came out, people instantly branded anybody who wore them as being a jerk. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I mean, that was hard. That was that was uh, that was clearly like um, a very um, boundary pushing kind of technology, and uh, and it did represent something. I mean, I, I was at events where. Um, yeah, people would be wearing them and, and I, I just, I totally had mixed feelings about it. Part of it was like, yeah, you be you. That's, that's great. Wow. You've got the grippy feet on and everything. Wow. The grippy also, feet? The, I don't know what they are. The little, um, the, the shoes, the shoes, the, the toes, toe, toe shoes. Yeah. 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 The Vibrams. Uh, oh yeah. Anyway. I mean, and I was like, wow, that, that's pretty extreme, but hmm. all right. And also, I don't know if I could do that. Um, and, but at the, but I tried Google glass and, and it ha, it was sort of useful. I saw the potential of like, well, when this gets further along, um, I think it's going to be a pretty handy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but of course that, that stuff plays out. People, people get used to it, you know, shocking at first, but pretty soon we've all got Google glass or whatever. Or whatever, I, I guess. I guess. I guess there was like there was some 
stigma attached to like iPhones when they first came out in the sense of like, oh, right. You're flaunting your privilege. You have an iPhone. Very true. Now tell me this. If there were a chest plate you could wear where it, where you where it would pop out like a cassette and a drone would come out. That... In a second. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you even asking me this question? I just I don't is, know. Is the drone also a mechanical representation of a cute animal who is also my friend? Yes. Yes. A hundred times yes. <laughs> okay. Well, good. I mean, so yeah, I mean that that's going to be uncomfortable for some folks when it's around, but they'd be like, you know, this guy and he's got the he launches his familiar out of his chest. I don't know what's happening, but oh, he God. seems happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, some things transcend social uh, pressures, right? If mm -hmm. it makes me that happy, it's like forget about it. The rest <laughs> of the world can go to heck. Okay, so I that's I guess that's the threshold. We I've have got to my bird that. friend who comes out of my chest and sits on my shoulder and can tell it about my day. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. Well, good. Well, we know we know where when we're we've crossed the line. We're like now we're there. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, animal animal familiars. That's one of those things where it's like uh, a lot of people aren't. I was just thinking about this actually recently because I've been uh, finishing the entire Thundercat series, and uh, one of the things that happens in one of the later series is the main bad guy Mumra gets a dog. And it totally changed the dynamic because before that he's like this really scary satanic monster guy, uh, but then like all of a sudden he gets this dog, and now he's this scary satanic monster guy who loves an animal. And like for me, it totally works. I'm like, wow, he's so much more endearing now. You know, it's like I kind of <laughs> like him a little bit more. And there's even this episode where like you know how he always has to like t talk to the ancient spirits of evil. Like in order to yeah. transform, he has to call upon the ancient spirits of evil. Like, in one of the later se seasons, they start talking back to him for the first time. Like, oh, hey, we're the ancient spirits of evil, and we're not happy about the way you've been running things. Oh, and, wow. And they actually banish his dog. Like, this is what we're going to do to you. If you, feel, if you fail this time, this is what's going to happen to you. And the dog gets sucked into another dimension. And I involuntarily screamed at the TV. I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> That's some good writing. Like, you have a lot. If you're like, you give a, you give a care about Mumra having a bad day? That's... Well, I, I love that. That's awesome. I'm, I'm a light touch when it comes to that. I'll admit that, but I don't know. Sounds but, like yeah. I'm impressed to that, like to, to, to come up with that as a writer um, and, and, and pull it off. I mean, freaking great work. I have not seen that. Mm. It's not for everybody. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm learning to leaven or temper my enthusiasm for these things because I do know that, I'm an easy audience for a lot of this stuff, right? Like, so I was recently like talking up GoBots to some friends, like, you gotta watch it. It's cool. It's got all these progressive things in it. It's so good. And then they came back and they're like, mm, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Those things are kind of not so great, you know. Uh -huh. But it's like I overlook them because I take them for what they are, and I have a completely different sort of set of expectations when I'm walking into these things. Uh, and I come at them sort of in a like a. I don't want to say academic, but sort of like a a studying way, right? Like, uh, well, yeah. I mean, if if even if any of us aren't in a studying sort of way and 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 examining whatever media we're we're consuming, we probably are rationalizing it based on stuff that we just like, yeah. and um, we give a pass. Um, because, but yeah, I mean, because it's it's kind of tough sometimes going back 
and seeing like cultural norms that are like way different, like Bill and Ted, I, yikes. Like I used to love that movie, but it's kind of uncomfortable now, you know? Oh, why? what parts? They're just uh, some homophobic stuff where in there, uh. where it's just like, come on. And, and it's just, you forget, I, but you forget about that yeah. with, with, you know, the distance of time and whatnot. And, um, but inherently, uh, <laughs> it could be a good learning thing. Cause if you do convince someone to see something based on your quirks, right. Yeah. And then they come back to you. It's like, I have a report based on this. I, I would like to file an incident with you because, <laughs> uh, that wasn't what you said it would be. And then it's, you know, it's like you get to learn. Um, although, although it can be painful cause I did convince my wife, I don't know how I did this or I was so oblivious that the movie gladiator wasn't that violent. And I don't know, it, it's very wow. violent, you know, because I read an article in entertainment magazine that made me feel super smart, right. Where they're like, you know what? Director, director Ridley Scott actually doesn't show the gore and the stabbing in the, in, in the gladiatorial arena on camera. All of the commitment to those final, you know, motions and actions appears off camera as they're panning and just, you know, all of a sudden, you know, hey, there's, you know, Maximus is, is becoming the scissors and he goes, waha, at, at someone's neck. And then, and, but you don't see that, but you do see a head roll a little bit later. Uh... You know what? Turns out decapitation is actually just flat out violent, no matter what you technically did on camera and off camera. Yeah, that's true. And I and and we all learned something that day. <laughs> have you, you have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy yet? Uh yes. The first, okay. The, yeah, there's the that scene yeah. in the very beginning where something violent happens to somebody's head, and they totally don't show it. But the moments that lead up to it, and what they show immediately immediately after, was enough to make me go like, mm, mm, uncomfortable. Um, and I was just having this discussion with uh, a parent of one of my students. Actually, uh, taught taught a class last weekend um, where, where it was like it was actually a pretty neat class. It was like parents working with kids to make a comic together, and I'm pretty oh. I'm pretty pleased with how I pulled it off. Where I had them each create their own characters, and then um, I gave them a timed sort of structured thing where now you have to put your two characters in a story together. You have like five minutes to come up with a situation, and then you're gonna dive and you're gonna make a book. And everybody walked out with a comic. Um, Whoa. It was pretty cool. Um, and there was varying degrees of, like, who was really kind of steering the story. There were some where the kid was, like, had no problem. And there was ones where the parents kind of took more of the wheel. And there were situations where I was kind of coaching both the parent and the child. Um, but anyway, it, at some point, uh, one of the parents was saying to me that there, she was saying how her son was just being, uh, just getting into the Indiana Jones movies. Right, and he's like eleven. I'm like, okay, well, that's the age, right? Like Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I, I turned to the kid. I'm like, my final scene, Raiders of the Lost Ark, pretty intense, right? And the kid's like, no, it wasn't that bad. And then she's like, yeah, but then he saw Temple of Doom, and then she kind of shook her head, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty yeah. violent. And then I told her, I was like, well, I saw it in the theater by myself when I was eleven, and she looked like horrified. I'm like, yeah, but you got to remember, you know, back then, like it was a no big deal for like kids to go to the movies by themselves like that. Everybody looked the other way if you went into like an older kids movie. Um, and yeah, as long as it had PG in front of it, then that was trivial. Um, and some theaters, it was freaking laissez faire. Yeah, some theaters it was. Um, a lot of things that we did as kids now, I think, would be considered like, whoa, you don't, you don't do that, do you? Um, but, uh, but I remember, I, I 
have a very clear memory of that that scene in the movie where you know that famous scene with the heart and everything and <laughs> i don't i don't remember feeling like frightened as much as kind of titillated that like oh this is for older kids <laughs> i'm i'm I'm, I'm, you know, tasting the forbidden fruit. This is the stuff that only older kids should be having access to, and I got access to it. You know, um, totally. Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, you, you mean, yeah. It, it's it's not like we're all processing everything in the same way, especially if we're, if we're at different developmental stages. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But at the same time, I know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've seen. I've seen my daughter react to essentially um, like someone punching a robot on a screen. You know what I mean? Where it was like, not even that, not that, you know, not that violent, but it was, uh, it was a big concern. Yeah. Just like, okay, that's good to know. That, that, but that is such a context thing too, though. Right. I mean, it's like, it depends on what your expectations are based on the situation. Um, mm. Cause like there are, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the specific instance you're talking about, but I just think about how, like, there are times when a punching scene is, for for me, is all about, look how cool the human form is. Look at how graceful a body can move when it needs to. And yes, it's about violence, and it's about solving conflict with power, but it's done in a way where the emphasis is on the grace of the power and not about the making another person feel pain, Right. Like a Bruce Lee movie or... Like, yeah, or like a Jackie Chan movie. Jackie yeah. Chan is never about him like saying, like, I wish that guy was hurting. I'm going to make him hurt, right? It's more like, right. let me see if I can get out of the situation as best I can. I may have to hurt some people in the process. If that happens, I'm not going to like it, but it's what I got to do. Um, I just recently saw uh, Ant-Man, the superhero movie. Okay. Have you seen that? No, I haven't, but uh, Ant-Man was in the, um, the second... Um, what no Captain America um Civil War. Oh, you've seen that. And I did see that. Is it I hear it's pretty good. I've not seen it. I found it very good. I found it I I think it had um wonderful aspects um I don't know what to say as far as what you've seen or not seen and spoilers and stuff, but like I'm there a little was short on some of the films. I haven't seen actually like Captain America 2. I haven't seen um Iron Man 3. Um, I'm playing catch up on some of this stuff, so I know that there's some stuff in this movie that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna understand everything, right? There's a mix of dark and light, right? As right. far as like the kind of circumstance, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean clearly the concept of a civil war, right? Yeah, that's a that's a challenge. That's a pretty dark conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, is struggle within um a given uh, a given place and and uh, where there you know there where there was peace. But, um, so yeah, that's challenging, but there's some really awesome things mixed in too. The, the darkness overall made sense. I don't know. I've got plenty of thoughts on it, but I don't want to blurt them out here. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, that's but I'm glad I saw it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I do think it's, I think it's worth seeing for sure. If you're, if, you, if you're enjoying the Marvel cinema, Marvel cinema universe, yeah, I think it's well done. Some of them I am. Um, Batman was fun. Ant-Man, Ant-Man I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, I haven't seen that, but yeah, in that movie, sorry. And, and this goes back to my point about context, is there's a scene where Ant-Man has to fight another Avenger. It's before he's in the team and everything, and mm. he has this, this, this confrontation that is going to lead to a fight, and it feels very obligatory, like, oh, they're going to fight because we have to show their power differences and everything. Mm. But they establish very early on that Ant-Man doesn't like to fight, 
and they say he says like look I'm I'm a burglar not a robber. A robber implies a violent taking of something. A burglar steals something when you're not there, you know. He's like <laughs> cool. Yeah. He's like, he's like I I don't like to like hurt people, you know. But he gets in the situation where he has to fight this guy. And the whole time he's kicking the crap out of him. But he's going like, I'm really sorry. You seem like a really nice guy. I hate to do this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it is utterly charming, right? Mm-hmm. And it's clear that he's not doing it to... to so, I don't know. I think, I think it's all about like the context and the way that it's done. I mean, Big Hero 6, I thought, handled the concept of violence really well. And really interestingly. And showed that there's consequences and it's all about intent. You know? Um, but then, yeah, but then there's other situations where I just think it's like, yeah, like when I go back, you talk about going back to things from your youth, I go back to some of the stuff I grew up on. What, what are you thinking of? <laughs> I'm glad you're doing a backup recording because I did the thing where I clicked the mouse on the button again. Oh, you know yeah. what? Oh, I'm recording. I'm recording in two places. I'm recording all over the place, Rob. Okay. So. Yay. Uh, <laughs> Um, where was I going? Oh, when I go back to the, some of the things that I grew up on and I watch it now and I'm like, oh, oof, you know, troublesome for a lot of reasons. And one of the, one of the things is, is like when I detect a really clear message of, um, might makes right. Right. Mm. That guy did me wrong. I'm going to punch him. <laughs> I know that's the, uh, right. Very, um, very much, uh, it's a hard transition. Like, so I felt that like that was a really natural one for my late teens, you know, yeah. where, um, it does feel like, uh, well, wow, I'm, I feel like I'm getting stronger and like I could have more capability and I de- identify with that character who is using that, their strength to solve things in that, in that matter. Yeah. So it's like, even that like feels like it has a place, but yet, um, you know, I don't, I don't identify with that like I did at one time. Um, okay, well, here's here's another kind like Ghost Rider as a character is, you know, spirit of the vengeance. spirit of vengeance. Which you're kind of a jerk if that's what you're into, right? I mean, that's you know, vengeance. Know. Is, like, what is that really your job, Ghost Rider? But like, how it happens, and I reread some of the story, the the for the Johnny Ketch era stuff, and a, a couple of little one offs uh, since. But like, it's um. I, I still, I, in the right context. I'm like, in the oh, right okay. context. The I was going to point out uh, Golden Axe, right? I just went to Pinball Pete's and I was walking around and I was like, okay, is Golden Axe still here because Rob's coming? <laughs> <laughs> and for those who don't know, I wonder, Rob, if you can describe what the basic premise and, and gameplay of Golden Axe is. <laughs> <laughs> There's, <laughs> so you have a group of characters who have jobs um they 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 have a job of um different specialties of of essentially using some kind of weapon to put it in the same place and time as someone who they don't want to be around anymore <laughs> and th- in this game their life is 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 their life circumstances well met to their jobs because lots of lots of folks show up that they don't want to be there anymore and they they go about um, cleaning things up in in the way that they know how. And you can do it with an axe. You could do it with a sword. You could do it with an electric praying mantis. 
You can do it with uh, a, a crossbow, a fiery catapult, or if you have enough magic, you could do it with a giant skull that comes out of the sky and breathes ice on everybody, and they explode. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's all. It, but in that context, it's actually pretty festive. Oh my god, it's a blast! Especially if you get four people playing, and and if you have like twenty dollars worth of quarters, it is yeah. so much fun. <laughs> um, but. Right. I mean, I guess, yeah, that's pretty darn violent. It's um, extremely violent. And, and, like, the fact that when somebody dies in that game, like, you're talking about these people who we want to get to get them out of the way. Like, I got an accident. I don't want you here. I make you go away. It's not like that you hit them and then just sort of, like, vaporize in some kind of abstract <laughs> way. They fall down, and they do these horrific screams. <laughs> yeah. They have, they have a nice little collection of screams. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just different ways to... Different ways to um, you know, meet your digital maker. 